0: Welcome to The Sticks, the official podcast of Fiddlesticks Country Club. I'm your host, Ryan Shaw. I am joined today by Sarah Martini-Ricci, our Director of Happiness. That's right, Director of Happiness. Uh, You don't see that often, but here in The Sticks, you'll see one, and that is Sarah Martini-Ricci. Thanks for joining me, Sarah.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So today, I know we've We've gone uh, a while without events with COVID and back into events now, and it seems like uh, they're high demand. So we've got a lot of things going on. We're selling up, getting wait lists, all kinds of stuff. So to start out, why don't you discuss a little bit about you know going the last year until recently with no events from having a bunch to none?
1: Sure. Well, definitely here at Fiddlesticks, we... We schedule heavily for our social events. We know that, you know, that's an amenity just as important as golf or tennis or um, any of the other amenities. We know the members love to be social. So we always look at uh, the winter season, you know, from October through April as uh, a time where we want to get a lot of activities in, a lot of opportunities to be social. So in March of 2020, we had a full calendar planned. And obviously had to cancel everything that we had in place. And not only for our members, but also for our team. You know, that was extremely difficult because we had put a lot of time and energy into planning those socials. And we knew how important they were for the membership. So it was really tough to just cancel one thing after the other. Uh, We felt like, oh... There's a little bit of hope, and we might be able to do things, and then they would get canceled again Mm -hmm. because of COVID. Um, So it was definitely a lot of um, challenges at that time, juggling cancellations, contracts, um, deposits, things of that nature, and just trying to find ways to be creative about how we can keep the membership engaged, help them to see um, the value in the club, even if they're not able to come together and go to a party or a big dinner event. Um, and so we started to utilize Zoom for that. Uh, it it wasn't ideal, of course, but we tried to make the best of the situation, doing drive-through events, um, outdoor things that would bring people together. Um, but of course, all the while, just knowing this isn't how we usually do it. And, and so just trying to be creative, um, but also keep people's health and safety at the forefront of our minds. Um, and not just our members, of course, but our staff as well.
0: Yeah. And then, um, you know, we probably have close to 100 new families in here since, you know, pre-COVID when we shut down for a little while. So we have a lot of new faces, a lot of new people in here that are not too familiar with fiddlesticks of what we've done before and, and the events coming up.
1: They definitely don't. They're they're new and very green as to what the club that they've joined even has to offer. And so it's kind of funny because, you know, when I would give tours before um, COVID, certainly social events and walking around and seeing the energy around the club and seeing people together talking about our culinary program and all of our other amenities, you know, new prospects would be very excited to immerse themselves in it. But many of these new members never even received tours because they were buying homes sight unseen or they weren't able to come down and actually tour because of COVID restrictions. And so they joined and some of them are are actually just getting here now. And so it's a whole nother world that they're they're coming into. And thankfully, you know, we have events that are taking place now, and it feels more like it did before the pandemic. Um, but of course, we have new challenges before us. And, um, you know, these new members are kind of seeing it all unfold before you know, them.
0: And, and I've had a lot of long-term members come up to me and say, you know, Ryan, do you think we're going to get back to these old types of events that we used to have, such as you know, the theaters or the comedies or the singing, those, those types of events, because they wonder if the newer members would have any interest in those, those types of, of things, and they're a little worried that maybe they wouldn't. Do you see the demographic of people coming in changing the type of social events that you schedule on an annual basis?
1: Well, that's a good question. I think over the last year and a half, we've definitely looked at that because the average age of our membership is um, going down and also is trending much younger than a lot of other clubs in the area. So I think we have to be smart with the way that we schedule our programming. And we have been in order to kind of uh, appeal to a broader um, demographic. So we have some things for younger families and we have wine dinners and concerts and this year we're doing concerts from each decade so we're trying to appeal to pretty much everyone um, also doing them on different nights of the week so we would typically do concerts on Tuesdays we've sprinkled in some others in there on different evenings for those that work trying to take that into consideration too um, but this summer when we planned the fall winter season we definitely full uh, planned a full schedule of, of activities, events, concerts, um, all indoors, knowing that we're going to potentially have to pivot and maybe have um, something move outdoors if we needed it to, or to have, you know, another plan in case COVID were to affect it.
0: Yeah. And I know you, you work closely with the Nichols and their big event that's coming up here in February. Uh, how's that moving along? And any any plans? I'm sure they're they're ready to pivot just like we are, um, given the current circumstances with uh, COVID. But uh, how's that moving along?
1: Well, this is the 20th anniversary, so it's a big year for the foundation and for the membership. I know everyone's so proud of the work that's been done over the last 20 years, and really wants to be able to have, a, you know, an amazing celebration. All while trying to keep in mind that not everyone would be comfortable in a large scale event with a lot of people. So, just as we did last year, where there were options for people. So, if you don't feel comfortable indoors, maybe you can be over at the cabana or you could stay at your house and watch the event virtually. So, there'll be options for for folks to consider, but still want to have a great weekend and a big celebration for the 20th. I think. You know, with every event pretty much that we've done this year, I've learned we just have to have multiple plans in place. You always would have a plan A, and of course, you know, a plan B. But in the COVID world, you have to have a plan A, a plan B and potentially a C and a D, because it's just constantly changing. and all of the challenges that we face, um, they seem to be continually changing. So it used to be, you know, where people are just concerned about being in large groups. Now we have, you know, obviously a shortage of staff and, you know, commodities issues and other things that are greatly affecting our events. um, And it's difficult to plan for that. You know, you can't um, anticipate that a, you know, a carnival wouldn't have any (laughs) workers for any of the rides, but as an example, and that's what's happening to us with our family festival. So, you know, sometimes you can pivot and sometimes you really can't. There's there's nothing you can do. Um, And you have to look at what's best for the membership and what's best for the event to either continue forward or not.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of been the focus of the club this season is we understand, you know, not only from our standpoint of finding the right staff, but you know whether it's getting the right products or getting you know if we have to do rentals is making sure we take care of our outlets first you know the cabana the pub uh, the dining room the patio uh, all of our different outlets first uh, that's been something that we've that we've been proud to to continue going so our members have a place to go so I know we have uh, a lot of events on the schedule. I know New Year's is coming up uh, right now. So with that being said, I know, Sarah, that in the past we've had, you know, roughly 200 people for that event. We're close to 300 and we have a wait list for almost 50. Uh, What do you contribute that to?
1: Well, I think people are excited to celebrate and be together. There's been a lot of, you know, loss of milestones and anniversary dinners and birthday dinners and you know, our members are eager to be together and celebrate. So I think, you know, that is part of it. Um, they, we didn't have it last year, so they missed out on the fun of New Year's Eve. And so certainly they're excited for that. But also I think, you know, there's a lot of new people that are coming. So a lot of new members who are really excited to see what our New Year's Eve is all about. They're they're messaging me saying, what am I supposed to wear? What am I supposed to wear? Because they've never been to it. So they don't know, you know, what our club is all about for New Year's Eve. And it's really just, you know, the the perfect way to celebrate. You don't have to get all dressed up. You know, you can be outside, be comfortable. You know, there's air flowing. It's a beautiful setting. The food is amazing. You know, who wouldn't want to be there, of course? Um, and it's it's hard for our team to have to turn away our members. We want them to be able to come to everything. But we've just been very limited this year in terms of space outside, and also, you know, rentals, because rentals are very hard to come by. um, And those companies we know are struggling. Uh, We actually had all of our rentals in place for New Year's Eve, and then they don't have any employees to deliver anything. So they canceled all of their orders, and we were left to Scramble last week and try to get what we needed, and this is happening to us all the time with our events. It's it's a constant struggle. Um, you don't know if you're going to get what you need to actually put the event on. You don't know if the glasses are going to arrive. You don't know if the tables are going to be delivered. You may have an order, but you may not get it, and that's just what we see happening in culinary too, where they place an order, but the food just it might not arrive the day that you need it, and you have to, you know, deal with that in the in the moment.
0: Yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's, you know, I think our goal in, inside Fiddlesticks is to keep everything running as smoothly as possible, so so the members and and their guests, especially around these holidays when they're in town, don't see see that. And I think the team has done a great job of, of masking that. I mean, I still go to Publix uh, quite regularly and you can never get Gatorade. The Gatorade is is gone every time you go there. And I know you tried to order a, a birthday cake for one of your employees. Yes. And they can't even produce birthday cakes. Uh, it's just a lot of people coming to Florida right now. There's still these issues. And hopefully we can get past this soon. But, you know, we've got a great season ahead of us. Uh, I know, Sarah, you put together a lot of great events, your team with uh, with the ladies you have working for you. And I know the members really appreciate these events, and it's disappointing that, that we may have to turn away some people for for New Year's and sell that thing out. But, uh, you know, I guess it's a good problem to have, and it's good that we can all get back together. So with that being said, uh, I want to thank you, Sarah, for taking a few moments of your time today to discuss these these matters with the membership. And I appreciate the, the members tuning in and listening to the podcast, and we look forward to having another one here in the, in the next couple of weeks. So everybody have a great holiday and thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Bye-bye.